Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft. I'm the host today and I'm with Max Hayes. And what we're going to do is get straight into the uh, big wins and surprises from the recent game. So, Max, do you want to talk me through yours? Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, great to be with you again, uh, Louis. I, I think probably one of my uh, big, big surprises again, although I say surprise, they are top of the league currently and have gone to in brilliant. Well, I mean, what a start the party is probably... Reading three 0 against Rotherham. Um, yeah. I just think I, I saw that game actually on the EFL on highlights show on Saturday evening, um, and I just thought the way that I'm terrible at pronouncing names, so you're probably going to have to try and help me. But go is for it. it. <laughs> is it Panovic, the Reading manager? I'm awful at names. Yeah, so. You know what? I will go with that because I yeah. don't know if I'd be saying it right either. <laughs> so um, the new Reading manager, I just think that. <laughs> Of course, he, I mean, he, I, I know that teams will often start really well and then maybe tail off, but we're in October now. We've played quite a few games and Reading is still high-flying. I mean, I've, I've never seen uh, such a side with so much um, kind of in, in enthusiasm in the play, actually, mm. and the way that the side moves. And, and just watching them um, play Rotherham as well. And of course, you know, everyone can say, well, Rotherham came up from last year, but there's no easy game in the championship. So for them to go and beat them 3-0 as well. And, um, you know, I think Lucas Shaw is another good player for them as well. I can remember seeing him on the highlights and the commentator picking up on him a lot. So yeah. I, th- I think it's been an excellent uh, start for them, to be honest with you. Uh, probably another game that um, surprised me a little bit was Luton beating Sheffield Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think that uh, Luton would if I'm perfectly honest with you, I thought, but then saying that again, they are ninth. I thought that maybe Wednesday would be a little bit more up for it um, with, of course, needing to get more points on the board for that point deduction that they've got. Um, but again, yeah. watched the highlights and was really impressed with Luton and the way that Nathan Jones and uh, Forrest, um, coach Chris Cohen actually went to Luton a few weeks ago uh, to be a first team uh, coach. And he was, uh, he was featured in some of the interviews and it was quite interesting to see what he he speaks and I think that's his kind of big step into into management with him but I, I think Nathan Jones has done a very good job uh, yep. so I mean last season keeping him up as well and then this season they've they've had a really good start as well so um, they're probably two of my main games really and main standout kind of results and surprises I guess. Yeah I've got a couple more um, no surprise that you've picked them games though I mean Reading just if I go back to them I can't believe that they've still only conceded one goal this yeah. season in seven I mean that that's just unheard of it's crazy uh, particularly a team like Reading who I probably predicted to finish around halfway this season so yeah five points clear at the top is crazy uh, Luton also yeah I, I thought Wednesday had got something from that game but they were terrible actually uh, Wednesday were very poor and Luton deserved the win and, and both of those teams Reading and Luton and have started the, the season well. And, you know, I, I know they've both got probably different expectations, but great shout for both of them this weekend winning their games. Uh, the other games I'd like to pick out, I think I'm going to go with um, 
Blackburn's 4-0 win at Coventry. Uh, we know Coventry have come up from this division, but we keep mentioning Blackburn. I know we spoke about them last time uh, I was on the show with you, Max, and how much of a, an underdog you like, if you like, that Blackburn are. And, and, and they continue to impress. And even going to a team like Coventry, what many people might say will struggle this season, to go and score four goals and pick up a clean sheet, I've certainly got to pick out that game. Uh, and then the other one as well is I'm going to pick Stokes 3-2 win over Brentford. I think even though Stoke were at home and it was a, a good game to watch, one of the most entertaining games of the weekend, I think any team that beats Brentford, whether it's home or away this season, you know, deserves a pat on the back. Because for me, you know, Brentford after last season as well, and I know they've lost Ben Rama and Watkins, but... Um, they're still one of the best teams in this division. Um, like I say, any any team to pick up points against them um, is has, has got to have done well. And I think Stoke played really well and that puts them in eighth spot now and, and only two points off second. And I really, if we go back about a month or so ago, I think we all said Stoke could have a decent year. And, and yeah, so far, so good for them. Yeah. They've only lost one in seven. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're my games that I'd like to, pick out as well as we've done with yours uh, so who are your standout players from the last set of games Max? Yeah your one of your key games leads on to kind of my standout player really yeah uh, J- James McLean for Stoke um, mm-hmm. I thought he was fantastic he was very instrumental in their opener and, and obviously uh, I think it's, yeah, he scored their second goal as well um, I think he got an assist uh, as well for Fletcher's goal um, late on but I, I think to, to be honest with you uh, James McLean has always been a player. He, he was linked with a move to. Uh, he was linked to a move with was it Forest and uh, Bristol City actually in, in the in the in the last transfer window. So yeah. um, I, I think he'll be having a few more people watch him. Um, but I, I honestly think that to, to help Stoke get a win over Brentford, Louis, and, and like you said as well, that I think anybody that beats uh, Brentford this uh, this season has to count that as a good result because they're definitely mm. going to be in in there and, and probably challenging for those automatic spots. So I think I think James McLean had a really good performance for Stoke. So he was one of my standout. And, and probably another one would be um, my team, Forest against Derby. I thought that uh, when Anthony Knockart came on, he just changed the game. He just yep. with uh, a switch because it was on. It was a Friday night. It was on Sky as well, and it was just he proved everybody wrong. He just his instructions were very clear, I think, from Chris Hewton. Get balls into the box and uh, just put a bit of creativity into the team. And he, and he certainly did that. I mean, we've got to see him start ne- in Forest next game, which is Luton tomorrow night. We're, rec- well, we're recording this on the Tuesday, aren't we? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think that uh, I think that, um, that he, he just changed the game. And obviously, Chris Hewton probably knew that he, he would change the game. And, he, and I think Chris definitely put him on the on the bench for that reason. I think he's always maybe a good player to have on as well for a game like a Forest v Derby. Wind the opposition up a little bit bit, and, uh, you know, wind a few players up is always good. And, um, yeah, honestly, I, I just, I think I'll, any you ask any Forest fan and then they'll just say that he was brilliant. And that was the main positive probably from that uh, 1-1 draw against Derby, really. Yeah, I agree. I think he did come on and, and, and did well and, and did change the game. I think he's the type of player that will thrive under Chris Hewton. So uh, expect you know better things from him. Um, the players you've picked out, actually, I've, I've picked up uh, a few more that I'd like to touch on. So continuing off from the Stoke game, Tyrese Campbell got one goal and two assists. Um, so I thought I'd mention him. He was certainly one of the players from 
from the weekend that stood out. Um, again, another player, Yaku Mate, two goals for Reading. We've touched on Reading a lot already, but he's one of those players, isn't he, that he can be absolutely brilliant in this league, but then also frustrating at the same time. And and I've, it's funny because like every six weeks or so, his name crops up on this show when we say, yeah, he's been fantastic man of the match performance again. Um, so yeah, credit to him again, two goals. If he finds consistency this season, then he's certainly going to be one of the better players in this campaign. Um, so he did, deserves again some credit. Um a game changer in Preston's game. They were one 0 down, weren't they? And then suddenly it was overturned, um, and Preston managed to get that two-one win over Huddersfield. And Alan Brown got both of those goals. So I've got to mention his name for his two goals, and I'm sure James would like me to also if he listens back. So uh, yeah, another player that stood out. And then finally from the Blackburn game, which we said that they won four 0 at Coventry. Again, Adam Armstrong, two goals. I know one of those were a penalty, but that keeps him right up there in the. In goal scoring charts um seven goals this season um joint top goal score with Ivan Tony who's doing well and, and found his feet at Brentford it seems uh, but then Ben Bereton uh, managed to get two assists in the same game and we tend to keep picking out players from the, that Blackburn side but let's go into the topics proper uh, one big question really Max and that is do you expect or not expect any one side to run away with the league this year what's what's your thoughts on that given the first seven games and, and the indicators there um i mean it's very difficult to say but we have had seven games and there is quite a few indicators Ugh, i would say i could probably only predict it maybe at christmas and again you know things could change at christmas we've seen team in fact i actually think Reading a few seasons ago they were bottom of the league at, at, at christmas and then ended up going up um, and there's so many teams that have done that before that are ended up being like 19th, 20 and, and pushing mm. towards at the end of the season, finishing, you know, in, in those automatic spots. Um, it, it's such a tight league. If it's anything like last year, then no, this, the, I don't think there will be a team that runs away with it. If I had to predict one now, uh, I'd probably be looking at from early indications, uh, Watford, um, Bournemouth and probably Brentford as well. Uh, yeah. Of course, Brentford just outside the playoffs now. They've picked up 10 points from, from the last seven. So I think... I think with a bit more as the season goes on and, and they find themselves form as well, I think Brentford's the likelihood um, for the team that kind of runs away with it. But I, I, I can't really say. I, I think it's re- I do think it is really hot. It's, it's, it's too hard to predict. I just think mm. the league is so close. There's, there's never an easy game. And I think that's why it makes um, the championship one of the best in the world, probably if not the best in my opinion, actually. Um, just just because it is so excited, um, exciting, and it's there is always something to play for. So to be honest, Louis, I probably can't say one team that will run away with it this year. No. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's completely wide open, and it makes it more interesting that Reading are top five points clear at this stage because I don't think anyone could have predicted that. Maybe a Reading fan would have done, <laughs> um, but I think. I'm with you in the sense that Watford, Norwich and Brentford, if I had to choose a team that could run away with it, um, like the, the last team really that I remember doing so, I remember Newcastle did. And then there's there's been a couple of others. I know that Leeds were always up there last season as well. Um, but yeah, may, maybe Watford, if I had to pick one of those three, they've only lost one, conceded three. And you know, in this division where games come thick and fast and we get to the winter months and there's a lot of games, isn't there, in the next five weeks. I think it's very much Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. And I think with the quality that Watford have got, um, 
they could be the team. But yeah, the early indicators are, like you said, Max, um, this division can just flip on its head within seven days. And I really think that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, they might not be a team that runs away with it um, at all. Um, you, you look up there, you've got Reading, Bristol City, other teams What you know could be second in, in a week's time, like Millwall, Swansea, Stoke, even Luton, like we've mentioned already. Um, yes, it's seven games in, but I just don't think there's that um, team even that's come down from the Premier League this season where I think, oh yeah, they're going to go straight back up. Um, you know, one of those may do it, you know, like Watford, like we've mentioned. And, and even Norwich, you know, that they've gone under the radar a little bit so far. Uh, because we know what they're about. They've got the quality. They've won four games from seven. Uh, they could be a team that kick on. Um, and that's how they, if you remember, they kind of slowly chipped away and, and find themselves in that first and second spot, like after Christmas, rather than being there all season. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a tough one. Let me ask you then, Max, with Reading being first at the minute, and I, I guess they're the big surprise package so far this season on on 19 points and, like I said, conceding one goal only so far. Um, where do you think they'll finish this season? Oh, God, tough question. <laughs> From what I've seen so far, I honestly think that um, in the playoffs, possibly maybe just outside, they'll definitely be challenging. I, I honestly really do think that they're the only side in the last few seasons that I've seen early on do well and think, yeah, you know what? They could be an underdog this season. They could be there at the end of the mm. season. And I honestly think that Reading could, you know, finish sixth or seventh. Yeah, I believe so too. Um, there's not a game go by, goes by at the minute where I look at Reading and, and they're surprising me, you know, week in, week out. And there's got to be a game where they eventually lose. And when that comes, it depends if they find the feet afterwards. But um, I just can't believe also that, you know, they've played seven, they've got a plus 10 goal difference, which is unbelievably better than anybody else except Blackburn uh, really in this division and and we know Blackburn have had a couple of big wins I think they've had a, a 5-0 and a 4-0 um, but yeah uh, Reading like we say just unbelievable so far um, unbeaten and yeah let, let, let's see what happens long may it continue for them um, it's like I say it's it's how they bounce back when they eventually do drop points but at this stage I think you've got to say that 
they might not finish obviously in the automatic promotion spot just simply because you know have they got enough quality over the course of 46 games but like you I think at this stage if, if you were to look at the odds then they certainly probably tipped for um, in and around those playoff spots so yeah let's let's see how they do that takes us into thoughts and feelings Max so if you'd like to pick a side of your choice and just discuss how you feel them at this about this present time. Yeah, Birmingham. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Birmingham, to be honest with you. I thought with Karanka, um, and I think I mentioned this when I was uh, last on, although the one before, actually, when we recorded, that uh, they might be a bit of an underdog this season, Birmingham, with Karanka. Uh, although I just think, well, I think uh, looking at a stat here, they're winless uh, in, I think it's six matches. And they've also... Um, mm. I think I think Ita Karanka said in his in his post-match interview they've only scored three times in seven matches with none of those goals in open play from open play. So it's a little bit concerning. Um, considering they had, didn't have a bad start either. I mean, well they're 17th now and seven points, so they're doing better than some sides that you'd expect to be up there. Forest, Derby, um, even teams like Barnsley, you'd probably expect to have a little bit of a better run maybe than Birmingham this year. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that Karanka can turn it around. He, he turned it around a few times when Forrest went through um, a rough spot. I think the thing with Birmingham is they don't really have a goal scorer. Um, apart from Djukovic, I don't think now they've lost, uh, well, they lost Jude Bellingham as well. I don't think they've got that player that can just come on, have that creativity, um, create, you know, something a li- little bit special. And um, I, to be honest with you, I think, I, I think a lot of sides in the league are struggling with that. But, Birmingham, I, I hope they turn it around because I really want to see Karanka do well at Birmingham. Um, and and I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know. And I think also, um, I, I think with Karanka is if things don't go well, then um, you can sometimes lose it maybe. Lose kind of a little. I know I know we're obviously very early on in the season yep. and um, I'm sure, you know, they're, they're probably likely to turn it around um, considering they had a, a, a half-decent start. But no, I, the reason why I kind of just picked them was just because of I mean that stat there that of Karanka mentioned, just you know they've they've only scored three times in seven matches and none of those goals are in open play, um, which is a little bit like maybe that that needs to be sorted. But I, I I do think if Birmingham Birmingham need to give Karanka time, stability is key for Birmingham, um, and I think Karanka's shown with, of course he didn't get a lot of time at Forest due to behind the scenes stuff, but it, it, when he was at Middlesbrough he had two years there, two and a half years mm. and. Um, I mean, he 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 got Birmingham, he got Middlesbrough in the playoff final in his first season and the second season. He got them up automatically. So, all I think Birmingham need to do is give him time, and I'm sure they'll sort it out. I just think they could do with a striker, but obviously it's very difficult with all the windows kind of closed now, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and like you said, Jukovic as well is considered to be one of their better players and I believe he's been injured also uh, or he's been on the bench at least anyway mm. um, so yeah it's strange because they won the first game of the season and then they drew the following three so they were unbeaten in four games but then since then um, they've, they've just simply not won so it's it's strange because it seemed like they started so well but then like you said unbeaten uh, sorry not winning in, in six games now and, and losing two of those. And I know that they've drawn four, but yeah, I think it's just a slow start for Birmingham. And I do think that, you know, uh, Karanka will get the best out of them. Um, but they've been in, in around there for the last few seasons now, haven't they? So maybe, 
you know, our expectations of Birmingham are probably just a bit too high. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, it, it could be a case that, you know, 16, 17 for them is 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 their limit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a great point bringing up Birmingham because I thought that you know they were one of the underdogs this season, and I think in the in the predictions that we did. Uh, you know, six seven weeks ago, I think I said that they'd, they'd finish in that top ten. Uh, but like I say, slow start so far. Um, but let's see, let's see what happens for the remainder of the season. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to discuss Wickham for all the wrong reasons. I think you know, seven games in now, um, it's just obvious to point out that they've, they've lost all seven of those games, uh, conceded fifteen, and, and only scored two. And I just think it's a real shame, really, um, because I think. A lot of people at the beginning of the season, including me and you know the other guys who, who come on the show, uh, they wanted Gareth Ainsworth to to do well and prove a point. And even if it meant you know finishing in twenty first this season, then uh, that'd be a good season for Wickham and something to build on. I just think the longer that this goes on and it drags out, um, you know, on on no points and and like I say, not, not scoring goals, there, there really could be or turn into the whipping boys, couldn't they? And, and I think that's the problem. It's, it's not what they want. They don't want to be breaking all these records for the wrong reasons, you know. Um, you know, they, they don't want to be at Christmas and only be sat on, like, you know, 9 and 12 points and be considered relegation candidates as as early as December, do you know mm. what I mean? So, for me, Wickham, you know, it's, it's really got to start now that they're picking up points. And, 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 and even at this stage, really, you could consider that even draws probably aren't good enough. They need, they need to be, you know, picking up points at home and and and, and mainly wins. But with no no points after seven games, and you know that one saving grace that they have got is that Sheffield Wednesday is still below them on minus four. And and you know, in in terms of a relegation battle, that could be pivotal. You know, um, I expect Sheffield Wednesday to to you know claw those points back and climb above Wickham at some some stage, but. Um, Wickham, I think, you know, at this stage, looking over the shoulder at Sheffield Wednesday, they, they don't really want them to overtake them, I'm sure, in, in the next few weeks. But that could happen because um, Sheffield Wednesday faced Wickham um, in on Saturday, I believe. So do you think that Gareth Ainsworth will lose his job then soon, Louis? It's a difficult one with Ainsworth, isn't it? Because I think, you know, last season in League One, he's done really well. He exceeded expectations, if you like, got promotion. Um it just depends how long this rut goes on for. Um, I'd like to think that he doesn't lose his job, but if it gets to, you know, let's say first of December and they've only picked up a couple of draws and, you know, things really need to change. The problem is, who would they bring in? And I, I don't think the issue is Ainsworth. I think it's just Wickham, unfortunately, don't have the quality against these teams in the championship week in, week out to pick up the points and, and that's been proven you know I didn't expect they'd lose the first seven games the way they have and only scored two goals but um, I think you know if if someone replaced Ainsworth then um, I can't really see them doing much better so I'd like to think that Ainsworth's given lot you know longer and I don't mean even like a short while I mean at, at least till Christmas um, what's your thoughts on that do you think that he'll, he'll stay in a job or I mean, it's, it's very difficult. It's weird with managers because some that like take you up and then we've seen it in the Premier League before, especially with somebody like Norwich that went down and they kept Daniel Farker, of course. Mm. So it, it, it's interesting whether teams will 
stick with the manager that's just took them up. In my opinion, they need to stick with him. And if there's no one better in the league, it just comes to that question by Christmas time if it's still not going well, or you know March time, and when and when that, or Jan, even January, and when when the windows are about to open, is it time to get a new manager in that can try and save Wickham from relegation, or are they just gonna see what happens? Kind of, I guess see if Gareth Ainsworth can turn it around and if not then then they give him that time next season and try and rebuild if if they did go down um, yeah I think of course it's, it's yeah. a lot of a, it's a lot harder decision to make for a team that's just come up with a manager that's took them up mm. um rather than if it was somebody like well, Forrest that sat Chris Hewton or you know because I think Forrest there's only been two managerial departures in the championship we've had uh Gerard Struber haven't we from Barnsley go to yep. New York and, that's it uh Savile Mucci, of course, going and Chris Hewton come in. So I think it's a lot easier if you're a team that's already been in the championship. Like I think if Derby lose this weekend, then Cocky will probably go, I reckon. Uh, so, you know, it's difficult, though. It's only seven games in. It's where the teams will give managers time, stability. And like I said earlier, with Birmingham as well, it's, even though he's got not known a little well for them, I'm sure they'll pick it back up sooner. I think they mm. need to give Karanka a, a lot more... Um, a lot of time and, and, and I, I do think the same for Wickham as well probably yeah I'm with you I think that you know they should give him a lot longer it's I, I mean I'm going to ask you the question though even if they were to make a change or stick with Ainsworth for the rest of the season you probably still think that Wickham are going to go down this season right uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah probably yeah probably I yeah. mean they, they are they are one of the favorites to go down although um, we saw Luton were the favourites to go down last season and they managed to mm. survive. So there's no mm. reason why Wickham can't survive, really. Yeah, it can quickly change. And, and like we say, I, I hope he's given time. But ultimately, I know I've always predicted also that Wickham would go down this season. I just didn't hope that, you know, that, that beyond zero points at, at this stage of the season. But we will see what happens. That takes us into previews and predictions then, Max. So we've picked out three key fixtures going straight into Friday night at 7.45 kickoff. Um, interesting one, this. So it's Coventry versus top of the table, table Reading. What's your prediction for that one? Uh, I can see Reading winning. I think they will concede, maybe. I think 2-1 two, to Reading. Yeah, I've written that down as well. I've gone 2-1 to Reading. Um oh. I always think that Coventry could be okay at home this season, but you know, with with the form table, you've just got to look at that, haven't you? And, and look where Reading are, and we've we've talked about them a lot this episode, and you know they, they deserve to be where they are. So yeah, I, I'm going to go two one to Reading. That takes us into Saturday, uh, the 12:30 kickoff, near the top of the table. This is interesting, also. So Bristol City versus Norwich. What's your preview and prediction for that? Bristol City, Norwich. Um... Probably, I'd reckon a draw. I reckon one-one, probably for that. I've gone for a score draw as well, just simply because it's. Uh, I kind of see them as both as good as each other with Bristol City being at home. Yeah. Um, in many ways, and and both sides won't want to lose this one. Bristol City are in second, Norwich in fifth. So yeah, I've gone two-two in this one. Um, and then like I said earlier, Sheffield Wednesday face Wickham. Um, so two sides at the bottom. Uh, Wednesday on minus four, we can, like we said, on zero points. This is a three o'clock kickoff. What's your preview and prediction for that one? Uh, sorry, Louis, <laughs> but I think <laughs> that um, I'm 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 going to be positive and try and back back Wickham and and and, and Ainsworth a bit. So I'll probably say Wickham one nil win late on, probably a late goal. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because even Wednesday fans are saying that 
it would come as no surprise if Wickham picked up their first points of the season against Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but it, like I say, wouldn't be a shock whatsoever. Um, but if I was to predict a game, uh, the fixture, sorry, predict the outcome, I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to say 1-0 to Sheffield Wednesday, simply because I think it's getting to the point where um, if Wednesday play Rotherham, which to do on Wednesday, um, and then Wickham on Saturday, if Gary Monk doesn't start picking up points sooner rather than later, his job could be on the line also. Um, a lot of people were calling for his head after the, the, the defeat to Luton, and it's getting to the point where um, Wednesday fans are feeling like you probably did about Lam- Lamucci a few weeks ago, Max. So Yeah, uh, I was going to say. I was gonna say <laughs> I, I, it, see, it's a difficult one with uh, sacking a manager because... I mean, there's not a lot of people out there that Wednesday could get in, maybe. I, I don't know, mm. it's a difficult one. There's not a lot of managers out there that, and this is no disrespect to Wednesday, that might go to Wednesday with the current situation in terms of, of production and the financial fair play and on the financial side of things. Although, um, it's, it'd be interesting to see whether Eddie Howard would, would, would look at a championship team if a, if a championship side did ever, well, did sat their manager. I mean, it's weird because I think he rejected Forrest, so yeah, I, yeah. I can't really, act, because of all the other clubs, I can't really see him going to anybody else. in the. I mean, I, I could be wrong. He, he could prove me wrong. Um, so it's always interesting. It's like sack or stick, and if yeah. you are going to sack, who is the person that you'll bring in and will they be better than the, than, than the person that you've uh, sacked and got rid of, really? So it's always a difficult one, isn't it? Of course, yeah, and I think, you know, I'd love Eddie Howe at Sheffield Wednesday, and I just think it's a big monk, a big, big monk, big week for Gary Monk. Um, yeah, these these next two games are, are simply huge for him. Um, so yeah, but in terms of Eddie Howe, he's you know a great free agent at the minute. But I expect him if he was to come to the Championship, he'd, he'd go to someone in the, in that top half. Uh, but I'm sure as ever there'll be a few more managers in the firing line in in the next few weeks. Let's just preview and predict. Um, Nottingham Forest's game, shall we, Max? Because we've got you on. So they face Middlesbrough Saturday, three o'clock away. Uh, what's your prediction for that one then? Um, for tough one, I, but I, I, I honestly do think that Forest. Oh, I, I, oh, I hate, I hate. See, I'm not a big fan of predicting it. I reckon it'd be tough. It will, especially away from home. Um, although with no fans, I don't think it makes a difference now. So. Mm. I'll say, I'll be positive, 2-0 Forest. I'll go for. Yeah, I uh, I can see why you've said that, because I think, you know, Middlesbrough are one of the inconsistent teams this season. Um, I know that they've only lost once, but they have drawn four games. So I'm going to go 1-1 in this one. Um, but they are also unbeaten in six games, are Middlesbrough. Um, so, yeah, really interesting tie. But, yeah, it's it's kind of changed Forrest's perspective with Hewton being in charge now, so we, we can look at them in a different light. But yeah, I'll, I'll go for the score draw. So unfortunately, we've reached the end of the show, Max, so if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now be a good time. Yeah, thanks for having me, as always, Louis. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, um, Max D. Hayes. You find us on uh, find me on YouTube as well, Match Day with, uh, with, with Max. Um, I'm filming some uh, FA Cup stuff next week, so... Fingers crossed that'll be good. Uh, focusing on two clubs actually um, that are in the first round, um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter at the moment talking about how 
silly it is that, that that fans aren't still allowed in with the safety regulations that could be put in mm. place when pretty much everything else is uh, is open at the moment. So um, so yeah, but uh, no, good stuff, Louis. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah, of course, it's always good to have you on the show. Uh, and I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. And um, also, I'll just you know plug my book at the minute as well, especially with Christmas coming up. So if there's any <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday fans who uh, interested in very Wednesday, the extraordinary and unprecedented 2019-20 season. That's available on Amazon for 8.99, or there is a Kindle version for 4.49 that you can purchase. Uh, but remember to follow the show, which is at Championship Pod on Twitter, where we post each show and upload um, to our pin tweet. So we'd like to take this opportunity to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.